You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. to everyone out there listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast. Today's guest is Rachel Yeager. Rachel is a sophomore member of the James Madison University field hockey team. Although she is not a captain on the team, she's a member of the program's leadership committee, which is comprised of players from each class. Today, Rachel and I go into some of the details of what that committee is all about. We discuss the ways her coach has intentionally created an environment that emphasizes leadership development from the moment you step on campus and the most important qualities of a successful captain. Thanks again for listening on another great episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Hey, good morning, Rachel. How are you doing today? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, always, always like having uh, some, some current athletes on the show for sure. It gets more of a real-time perspective in terms of leadership. And I know before the show, we were talking a little bit about something specific and kind of unique that, that uh, JMU does on your guys' team. So if you could just talk about a little bit about that, um, the, the leadership committee that you're a part of and, and what you think makes it so effective and how you guys systematically build leaders. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so for our hockey team, we have a leadership committee. I think this is really effective because it brings people together of each different class. And I think it not only develops leaders from like a, like a younger age, but it also really gets us to interact with all grades and during this committee we kind of just discuss what makes good leaders effective and the qualities that they have and that makes them an effective leader and I think what makes our team special is we discuss as a group what we could do to make our team better and develop leaders at a younger age and can keep them developing until they're seniors and I think that just really like encourages people to become leaders on the team but also just develops really strong people that we want to represent represent our field hockey team yeah I think that's it's a it's a really good tool that your your coaches in your program have developed um even someone like you as as a sophomore that has that role um one it gives leadership roles and and opportunities to uh younger members of your team and like you said it kind of forces not necessarily forces but it definitely enhances the the team cohesion across grades and kind of gets input from every class's perspective and not necessarily just the the juniors and seniors on a team how often do you guys meet usually as a as a leadership committee um about once a week for 45 minutes to an hour uh, but it usually goes as long as we want because as soon as we like like as soon as we start getting in a conversation about something everybody has so much to say and so much mm-hmm. input to give and it, it just it lasts as long as we usually end up talking for so it's it's usually a lot of fun though. Yeah, it sounds like it. Is it something that's led by your coaches or is it uh, player led within the committee? Um, it's kind of both. I think the coaches share their input about what they have to say, but I think for the most part, it's uh, player led. Uh, they kind of just like bring on like what we, they want to discuss and mm-hmm. we as the players kind of give our points and they basically listen and kind of 
take in what we have to say, which I think is makes it the most effective that it could be. Yeah, for sure. And is it, it's always a kind of like group forum conversation uh, about a certain topic, or do you guys do any kind of exercises or, um, you know, skill training other than just a group conversation? Um, I think we also, at the end of each meeting, choose um, a quality that we think is really important as we work. We come back each meeting and kind of discuss what we did and how it was effective. So I know this past week we really worked on team support and supporting our other teammates and kind of just like self, like team positivity. So I think we really worked on um, really acknowledging our teammates in the moment what they do and what they succeed in. So if someone did something really well at practice, really just in that moment, recognizing what they're doing and kind of just supporting and like promoting their success. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. Um, that's a really easy thing that any coach or program can kind of set up, you know, choosing um, one or even two people per class and kind of putting them on a leadership committee like you all are doing uh, at JMU and you know you as a sophomore you've even seen the benefits and can understand why it's been so effective and, and why your coaches implement it and you've seen the results on and off the field I'm sure is, is there anything else that the the team does or the program does that you feel really either promotes leadership development or or team cohesion that um, you know off the field and, and may not necessarily be easy to spot from from the public view um i think something else that our coach does really well is when she needs something done um whether it's like something big like setting up something for like an event or small like over break really kind of bring the team together i think she kind of reaches out to different people not just the same person every time to kind of set up that event or that thing to make it so it's she's not just picking one captain she's giving everybody else the opportunity to pick up a job and like take a leadership role Mm. and i think by doing that she really just kind of gets everybody involved and it's not just one person that's always doing it it's like everybody else in the team is involved and everybody else especially in our team i feel like we just all have such a high respect for each other that we all appreciate and really look up to everybody's leadership roles on our team so i think when she does that and like allows other people to take on the roles of a leader it just kind of brings our team closer together because we just, we know each other that we each have the different leadership abilities. And I think that we really just kind of, when that happens, it just really promotes it as a team. Yeah. I think that's something really important that, that that's the, that the big takeaway there for coaches, you know, sometimes you see, especially at the high school level coaches that don't use their captains or players at all to kind of either make decisions or, kind of create things within the team or the program because they don't want to give away that that um, that control as a coach. And then at the college level, sometimes you see coaches almost depend on their captains specifically too much, and they don't let anyone else on the team or maybe in your case, your coach is the opposite, but maybe some coaches don't let the younger classes have as much of a say or don't give them as much as leadership roles. And I think it's super important that you kind of spread the wealth, so to say, uh, in terms of leadership and decision making and and responsibilities and leadership opportunities because the the reasons there are twofold one it's a in intentional way of developing everyone's leadership 
giving them an opportunity to, to show that off. And then the second, the kind of the, the second order effect is that the rest of the team can now trust those people even more. And yeah. that you guys are able to lean on each other and you know that everyone has different leadership capabilities and different strengths and weaknesses that you guys can all kind of identify and either highlight their strengths or, you know, kind of make up for, for other people's where, where they don't exactly have the strengths and may, may have a weakness in one way or another. Yeah, I agree. I think it also just really allows the underclassmen to really get a say. And it's, from experience, it's hard as an underclassman to really step into that leadership role. But I think when you're almost not, not being forced, but like encouraged to take step into that role, it almost brings up a different type of confidence and allows people to really step into that role quicker and like without as much fear as maybe you would as an underclassman. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a cliche, you got, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And, and I think the way that you all do it in your program is a perfect way to, like you said, force people out of their comfort zone, push them into um, a, a spotlight, if you want to call it that, and, and kind of highlight what they can do. And, and another recurring theme I've had in the last two conversations is, is courage. As a, as a characteristic, as a captain. And if you start that as a freshman and sophomore and build people's confidence in their leadership capabilities and their, you, you develop them intentionally with their skills, that courage and that confidence is going to be so much easier for them to display as, as a junior or a senior or as a designated captain on your team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it sounds like your coach does a pretty good job of you know, intentionally creating these leadership experiences. Is there anything else that she does specifically for you and how she's personally mentored you and developed you as a leader on the team? Um, I've, ever since I've been like a freshman, I've kind of been played a bigger role than the normal like freshman would or the normal sophomore would. So I think coming in, I was not expecting to take on that role at such a young age. So I think she's just really been there more building confidence wise with me, kind of talking to me on the side. And I think just the way that she's able to talk to us and just build our confidence and really just put her trust in us, that automatically kind of makes you want to do it for her. Like we, all, we have the utmost respect for our coaches. And so when they kind of put us in those roles, the last thing we want to do is like disappoint them. So I think just the way that they put us in those roles, but also are able to build our confidence. I think that just kind of is an important push as encouraging for leaders. Yeah, definitely. Especially as a coach, again, someone who, you know, you want to be able to lead or, or to beget leaders on your team as, as a coach, because uh, there's a, there's an old saying that, um, that, a, that a player led team or a player coach team slash player led team will always outperform a coach led team or a coach coach team. And a hundred percent in order to achieve that player led or that player coach team, you have to be intentional about what you're doing as a coach to develop your leaders. And again, like that confidence and that courage to be able to step into those roles and kind of take them on even from a young age, all you're doing is creating more and more of your leaders inside your program. Um, and I think that's, it's been a really effective way that she's been doing it so far from the way you've been, you've been speaking about the program and the respect you have for your coach. It seems like she's been doing a, a great job of that inside the JMU field hockey program. Oh yeah, for sure. What are some, some changes or specific actions you've taken uh, since you've stepped into that, that leadership committee role 
or um, what are some, some challenges you've had to overcome? Um, I think some things, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but just supporting, I think what really makes a team very strong is like connection. And I think on and off the field, teams need a really strong connection in order to be successful on and off the field. And I think that how connection is built is just supporting one another. And just if someone does something well, people need to acknowledge it. And also just by doing that, it kind of brings the team close together. Like if I know that one person knows, like says I'm doing well, the connection automatically gets stronger and stronger. And I think that the connection off the field comes onto the field. So I think that just I'm looking forward to just continuing to build the connection on our team. That's a big culture is a big thing on our team is how we treat each other and how like the team just interacts. And I think that that's something I really want to focus on building even more just so we can be more the most successful on the field. Yeah, and that, that, that praise for your teammates is so important. And, and it's not just a, a pat on the shoulder, hey, good job today. You know, there's a, there's a, a skill in, in resilience training, and it's called a effective praise. And yeah. it's essentially the opposite of, not opposite, but the, the praise side of constructive criticism. It's constructive praise. It's giving someone praise for doing something well and then telling them, why they did it well so they can kind of create more of those opportunities or create more of those instances of of being successful in whatever it was they're doing so if someone you know shot well in practice that day it's not just hey you had a good practice day hey you had a good practice day because you were shooting well and i've noticed you changed uh x y and z to your shot and it's really paid off so keep it up um and those are the kind of things that will like you said, continue to build the trust, continue to build those relationships off the field that will pay dividends on the field and kind of just continue to create that trust within your teammates. Mm-hmm. And I think also along with that, the, with the connection, I think as long as we're like close on the field, everyone once in a while needs a little kick in the butt. Like if someone's down mm-hmm. or something, everyone else, like someone on the team needs to be able to be, hey, come on, you, you got this, you got to pick us up or you did that wrong you need to do it right this time. But I think what comes along with it, like the support and the positive like reinforcement is that when they finally do something right, or they finally like do the skill, right. That the, that positive reinforcement kind of makes them want to do it again. And like sports to like get the, the, the support again. I think the support is just like a positive reinforcement. To, so they encourage to do it more and more and more instead of just, if we don't do it and they don't really get that like support, and they're not going to continue doing the same skill or the same attitude like over and over again. Exactly. And, and kind of the, the cycle of that is the more often you give the effective praise and you let people know how well they're doing when it does come along that you do, like you said, have to, you know, kind of put somebody in a check and, and kind of give them some kind of constructive criticism or, or tell them to pick it up or, you know, their, their heads are just not into that day. When you do go about correcting that or you do, have to give them a little extra motivation and and get down on them a little bit. Not necessarily down on them, but you can bring them back to where they need to be at. They won't take it personally. They'll understand that, yeah. hey, yeah. I have trust that this person's just looking out for me and they want what's best for me and, and I'm not actually performing to what I've been able to do and it's for the best of the team. And, and that, like you said, the connections, the friendships, it makes it easier to – correct each other as well as it, it makes it feel even better when you guys are able to kind of praise each other. Yeah, because we all, we all have, we know 
everyone on the team knows that everybody else is looking out for their best interests. And we know that anything that's being said or is not to be mean or not to be judgmental or anything like that. It's to improve and just better ourselves as players and as people. Mm-hmm. 100%. It sounds like you guys have a great leadership development culture. You have a good culture in general in terms of the kind of character that you build throughout your four years as a part of the team who, and I'm sure you've had plenty of great captains in your career uh, prior to and during your time at, at JMU, but who would you say is, is the best captain you've ever experienced firsthand and why? Um, I think the best captain I've ever experienced was when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, moving from middle school to high school is definitely a big transition. And I think that the captains um, for my high school team uh, just came to the freshmen with such compassion and everybody knows what it feels like to be that freshman to be those new kids who like are terrified to make a mistake but I think what really made this one person a great captain was she was just she went out of her way to talk to the freshmen and she went out of her way to be extra nice to us and she really just encouraged us on the field and off the field and I think just being able to kind of put certain people on your team ahead of yourself and really make them feel welcome and safe and like you really earn a trust like you really start to trust that certain teammate and you when they say that you can do this or you can do that you really start to believe them because they build your confidence up and I think that's why like as a freshman in high school and looking up to the senior um, I just thought she was such a great leader because of like just how she treated me as a player and how she treated me as a person and how well she just like handled situations my nerves and how she took on it with such a compassionate side. I, that's why I think she was just such a great leader. Yeah, two things there, and it sounds like she was a, a great individual in general, which I think is always a, a huge piece of being a great leader. You have to be a, a great individual first and foremost. And it, it sounds like she had two great qualities. Obviously, the first part that you mentioned of, of her just being a great leader, uh, a servant leader, one of the tenets at the captain coach, tenets of leadership we preach is that leadership is a service. And uh, a great quote that, that one of my, I, my guests a couple shows ago, Fred Stuvik had mentioned is that if service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. And if you can't take the steps to understand as a leader, as a captain on a sports team, you have that role for everyone else on your team. It's not about you. And, and the second piece of that is the amount of empathy it takes to be a successful captain that, that that individual was able to, as a senior in high school, put herself in your shoes and understand and go back and kind of remember what it was like to be an incoming freshman in high school, uh, complete culture shock going from middle school to high school, like you said, and kind of going out of her way to make sure you all were, were comfortable and, and confident in a new situation, a new environment, and really make you feel welcome to the team. Yeah, it's that, that compassion, like you said, that empathy to understand what others are, are experiencing and going out of your way to be of service to them. And, and that's kind of your job as a captain, for sure. Was there, was there ever a time of conflict or crisis on any teams you've been a part of that was handled by one of the captains or yourself and and kind of what did they do to get you through that that adversity and and how they impacted the team well I think on every team like any team sports team any team there's going to eventually be some sort of drama 
um, that always arises somehow. Some people don't agree with something and that causes a rift or something like that. But I think how what I've experienced before was not just me, but other people too. The best way to handle conflict like that is going straight to the source. I think what causes, makes it a bigger issue than it already is is when people go around talking to everybody else about it and kind of gossiping per se. But I think what really creates a great leader and somebody who you really want to lead you is somebody who can go right to the source of the conflict and just consult and like just stop the issue on hand without having to create that drama and create the gossip around it but just going to the source and confronting it straight on yeah it, it comes back to that that courage characteristic yeah. that that captains that great captains always have um to be able to confront someone directly when an issue arises or like you said, some kind of drama uh, occurs on the team instead of kind of going around, getting everyone's opinion and, and kind of making it a bigger deal than it needs to be going directly to either the, the coach about it or, or another individual on the team or uh, kind of taking a, a situation head on instead of kind of working around it. That, that's definitely the mark of, of, of a great leader and an easy way, not an easy way, but the most effective way to get yourself out of a situation that's a distraction or, or a point of contention on your team and within your teammates. So I think for sure that's, that's great advice for, for any captains or, or leaders out there that, that have a, a point of drama, like you said, that's inevitable, it's gonna happen eventually. Is there, is there any other advice you would give fellow captains today or, or anyone that's kind of in a, a leadership position as of yourself? Um, any advice for them? to develop their leadership skills? I think the main thing about being a leader is being somebody that other people want to look up to. But, and also just not every leader is the same. Some people choose to lead in different ways. Like for example, I'm not exactly the most um, enthusiastic, loud person. Like you people, some people picture a leader as somebody who would like cheer for everybody and like really loud and enthusiastic. But what, how I choose to approach leading is by more by action than using my words and I think that people don't consider themselves leaders because they're not that loud outgoing person but they can choose to lead in a different way like instead of and choose to be the, like the leader you want to be and I think that's something that I really have learned over my years being in college is just you need different leaders to make a team successful and I think that like when you're not that person the stereotypical leader that people think that you doesn't mean you can't be a leader it just means you have to lead in a different way yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's great advice for, for anyone out there that doesn't necessarily identify as, as a vocal leader. Um, as it's called, in one of my last shows, Dr. Dale from Duke, we had this conversation about what it really means to be a vocal leader. And, and like you said, if you're not necessarily someone who's super loud and expressive and gives long hype speeches to the team and, and isn't comfortable speaking in front of the team as a whole, one, you lead by example, like you said, and you want to be the type of person that you would follow or, or be the captain that you would want to have on your team. And there are multiple ways, and this is what we kind of talked about, um, Dr. Dale and I, was being a vocal leader isn't necessarily just about those things that I just mentioned. It's also being a vocal leader in, in your individual conversations with your teammates and how you respond to them and how you respond to issues and, and how you just interact with people on a daily basis. Um, you don't necessarily have to be loud to be considered a vocal leader. And I think you have the right idea 
Um, just by, by leading by example, you can be a leader. And, and there's ways of being a vocal leader outside of being the loud, enthusiastic, boisterous one. But also being able to listen to people and really like take their, their opinion to heart. I think that just really makes an important, like is a very important like quality in a leader as well. Yeah, for sure. The most important part of communication is being able to listen. And I think all too often, again, there's the, the stereotype or the prototype captain that is the speaker, the, the communicator that is providing their message, putting their message out. And I think not, not enough is it emphasized that, that captains and leaders are prime, first and foremost, should be listeners. They should be mm -hmm. taking in all information they can, should be listening to their teammates, should be listening to their coaches, trying to figure out what the full picture is, formulating ideas, coming up with a common picture uh, of kind of what everyone's seeing at the same time. And then, and then from there, putting out a common message across all boards. And I think, like you said, just those interpersonal skills of being able to communicate well and listening. And, and the more you listen, the more people will want to talk to you and the more they'll listen to you in return. So I think those are that great advice across the board for, for anyone looking to increase their leadership skills or, or looking for ways to, to, to develop their, their skills in order to be a leader on their teams. Um, moving on to the, the more conceptual side of things, Rachel, um, what would you say your definition of leadership is? Um, I think it's a leader of somebody who's leading a group, a group of people to a common goal, but also being somebody that everybody else wants to be like, somebody that people want to look up to and they want to represent them. And I think somebody that also they want to lead them to their goal, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's that taking a, a group of people or, or a group of individuals and like you said, influencing them, getting them to, to come together and, and strive for a common goal. Rachel, I know I, I, you got a busy schedule, a uh, busy day ahead of you, so I don't want to take too much more of your time. Uh, just before you go, I know you have a, a favorite quote uh, you would like to share with everybody. Um, I found this on the internet a few days ago, but it says, in leadership, there are no words more important than trust. In any organization, trust must be developed among every member of the team if, if success is going to be achieved. Oh, I like it. That's going. I'm gonna write that one down, put it on my my quote board from all my guests. Um, but thanks again, Rachel. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, glad we had the opportunity to, to sit down and talk about some of the things JMU's field hockey team is doing and and some things that you've been doing. Some great advice out there for all for all the captains. Thanks again for coming on the show, Rachel. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Bullet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.